This is On The Radar with me, your host, Radar, and as always, we'll talk about local and national sports and pop culture as well. Now then, due to COVID affecting the starts of regular season for baseball, WNBA, and stopping hockey and basketball, I just want to take time to say congratulations to Tampa Bay Lightning. They've won the Stanley Cup championship. So now the hockey season is officially over after their bubble over in Canada and two alternative sites to start with. And the NBA Finals starts tonight on September 30th between the LA Lakers versus the Miami Heat. Did not think that the Lakers were going to get to the Finals because I thought they'd have to go through the Clippers. They did not go through the Clippers this year. Did not think Miami Heat were going to get to the Finals, nor did I think they were going to beat the Boston Celtics. Milwaukee Bucks got upset by the Miami Heat, so the Boston Celtics were facing them. And it was a pretty close series. But right now, I'm leaning towards picking LeBron because at at the same time, when you have the two best players on the court, which are LeBron James and Anthony Davis, those are the two guys that are the best players. And really, it comes down to the playoffs, who are the best players. You know, Miami has rising players like Bam Adebayo and uh, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. They got veterans, Jay Crowder, Andre Udala, you know, Kelly Olynyk, Miles Leonard. They got veterans on that team. They got Goran Dragic also, and of course, Jimmy Butler. But that, I don't know if it's better than what LeBron James and Anthony Davis can both do. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to go at least five. That's obviously, I don't think Miami Heat are going to get swept. I don't think the Lakers are going to get swept. So it's probably going to go six games, maybe seven. Now then, getting to the news in the world of sports entertainment, Skip Bayless, despite his bad, his, uh, his comments about mental health and toughing it up and whatnot with Dak Prescott on his show, Fox Sports doesn't care. They're going to extend his contract. Now, happy trails to Alex Gordon, who has announced that this is, was his last season at 8:36. The Royals outfielder was on the team from 2007 to 2020. He was a three-time All-Star. He won seven Gold Gloves, won one Platinum Gold Glove, and won the World Series when the Royals won the World Series. He was a second overall pick, and it was in 2010 he made that move to the outfield where everything clicked. So he came up after barely spending time in the minor leagues as the number two overall pick. And he had some signs of being good. Alex Gordon, when he was first up as a Royal player, as a rookie, he was a top rookie all-star. But then he struggled for a bit. Then he wasn't staying healthy, and they kept sending him, and they sent him down. Eventually, they said, you know what? Let's move him to the outfield instead of third base, because he wasn't the world's greatest defensive third baseman. He then comes up, starts hitting again, and making great plays. And that's when he had that stretch of three all-star appearances and all these gold gloves. So he will now, with him retired, he's probably one of the three greatest Royals outfielders of all time. It would be him and Willie Wilson are probably the top two. So adjustments to my all-time team probably have to be fixed in the next year. The Royals now, with him gone, don't have to play a whole entire outfield of infielders with Whit Merrifield and Dozier playing a lot of outfield this year. That will open up the outfield one outfield spot. Happy trails to him. Okay. Sue Burke, congratulations to her. She has the six most three-pointers made in, in WNBA playoffs history. But Ninja Laney from the Dream, the small fort, she's won most improved player of the year. And congratulations to Candace Parker, one of my all-time favorite basketball players, no matter her gender. She's the, one of the few women on my wall that I have from Sports Illustrated poster. She won Defensive Player of the Year. Congratulations to her. Now, interesting news. Ernie Johnson, who everybody knows, who co- does Inside the NBA for Turner Sports, he is going to do a baseball show, and he's not actually going to call a baseball playoff game this year. And Curtis Granderson is going to be the lead color analyst. So that's going to be interesting. 
Fanny Alderson is now going to become the team president of the Mets after he was already the team president a couple of years ago but stepped down due to cancer. With Stephen Cohen buying the team, he wanted somebody he trusts to run the team. So that's, I get that. Congratulations to Yadier Molina. He is now collecting 2,000 hits in his career. Now, it's going to be really hard to tell when he officially retires that he's not going to have the round numbers of 3,000 or 500. You're going to have to look at where he finishes average on base, walks, doubles, hits, home runs, and RBIs for where he is on the all-time catchers list because he's a really good player. I'm not sure if he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. Rajar Rondo, Gregor Simeon is now the 8th most assist in playoff history. Alyssa Thomas has 11 most double-doubles in WNBA playoffs history. And Dwana Bonner has the 7th most double-double and the 12th most points in the playoff history. Congratulations to them for keep moving up on that. The Nationals said, you know what? Even though we didn't make the playoffs this year, we won a World Series last year. Let's extend the manager, Davey Martinez. So he's got a multi-year extension. Unfortunately, linebacker Leonard Leon Jacobs stopped for the year towards ACL. That's not good. That's a bad blow for them. And then in baseball news... The most popular jerseys in 2020 were Mookie Betts of the Dodgers, popular player that came over from Boston, Aaron Judge of the Yankees, Bryce Harper of the Phillies, Fernando Tatis Jr. of the Padres, Juan Soto of the Nationals, Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers, Max Scherzer of the Nationals, Javi Baez of the Cubs, Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers, and Ronald Kuda Jr. to round out the list. I'm personally a huge fan of Mookie Betts, a huge fan of Bryce Harper. The rest, eh, I don't really have any opinion on if I like them or hate them. Okay? Tom Brenneman, after his comments, he has now resigned from the Reds officially. So that's for those who are curious. And 80-plus homers and 60-plus stolen bases before the age of 23. There's only been a couple of players who have done that. Ken Griffey Jr., Andrew Jones, Alex Rodriguez, and Mike Trout. The last player now to do it is Ronald Acuna Jr. I just mentioned it's the 10th most popular jersey this year. That's pretty impressive company. And speaking of another longtime outfielder, Hunter Pence is, Nash, is officially retired at 837. He's a former Astro Philly Giant Ranger. Four-time All-Star, won two World Series with the Giants. He was always that guy who had a weird-looking swing when he would dive for balls in the outfield. People go like, man, imagine if there was a hitting instructor in minor leagues who told them, man, you are you got to change your swing and how you do things because he looks like he's just flailing and stuff. But he's a guy who really didn't have that much overall athleticism and talent and turned it into a multi-time All-Star and a World Series champion. One of my favorite players is the goofball. Really interesting person. Happy trails to him. He definitely will hold a place in Phillies and Giants history as well. Chris Paul, interesting news, has enrolled in Winston-Salem State University to take courses. Congratulations to him. LeBron is going to the fourth player to appear in 10-plus NBA Finals. That's good for him. The Red Sox. They have not let. They have told Ron Renneke you're not being retained because you had the interim tag. And then they said they took it off. And I was like, okay, maybe they're going to keep him. Nope, they have decided that Ron Renneke's not going to come back. And I, I wouldn't blame them either if he wants to come back. The Red Sox had, like, absolutely zero starting pitching this year because Chris Sale got hurt. They traded David Price. They let Rick Porcello leave in free agency. Ivaldi got hurt like he always does. Eduardo Rodriguez got hurt like he always does. And they still don't have a good bullpen, and they still traded away their closer and their setup man. So, you know, they don't have enough pitching. Andrew Benintendi missed most of the year due to injury. They traded Kevin Pillar at the trade deadline, and after they traded Mookie Betts, all they had left was Verdugo and Mook and uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. playing the outfield. So they're playing infielders in the outfielder, in the outfield. Devers and Bogarts and Martinez didn't have great years, but they're okay. Nor did Kristen Vasquez. And this past Sunday, it was the first time ever we had a f- uh, all like female-centric game in football. We had Sarah Thomas the as the female ref. 
And for Cleveland, they had Callie Robinson, and Washington had Jennifer King. So you had like two coaches and one ref. That's an interesting thing there. Over the last 20 years, no team has blown multi-15-point leads in the fourth quarter in a single season. And guess what happened? The Cowboys did it, and then the Bears beat them by the Falcons losing twice. Once to the Cowboys, and this past week to the Bears. So they're in, angel, they're in history of how horrible they are, including the Super Bowl loss. The Angels, they fired their GM, Billy Epler, and I don't blame them. Over the past five, six years, and maybe a decade, instead of the Angels signing like what they need, they went and signed the best player on the market. They signed Albert Pujols to a long-term deal. They signed Josh Hamilton. And yeah, they needed pitching, but they signed C.J. Wilson that point to a long-term deal. And in recent years, they're like, yeah, let's, uh, let's sign Justin Upton to a long-term deal. They just signed Anthony Rendon to a long-term deal. So they just had this history of, you know, let's sign the best position player on the market, we, even though we don't really, really need him. Because the problem with the Angels the past five, six years is absolutely no consistent starting pitching and no consistent bullpen work and no catchers. They have no, they've had a good catcher in a while either. So that's not really going to help you. Now, Russell Wilson has the most touchdown passes through the first three games with with 14, congratulations to him. Second time since 1927 since three brothers played in the same game as Derek Watt and TJ Watt and JJ Watt all played in the same game. And in another news of coaches leaving, Doc Rivers is out as the LA Clippers coach. He first was their GM and their head coach, and there were questions of can he do both. So Lawrence Frank, the former NBA head coach, took over in the front office. And every year the Clippers would make it as far as they can with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and whatnot. That didn't work out. They have the new infrastructure this past season that was Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. That They did not get to the NBA Finals nor win it this year, as I said at the top of the show. So I guess it was time for Doc Rivers to leave, and he's the only coach to blow like a 3-1 lead three times, I guess, in NBA history. I think he was four. I think he's done it three or four times, so that's that's pretty interesting as well. So for for him, he's got plenty of opportunities. And unfortunately for a Bulls fan, you're thinking to yourself, Bill Donovan, that was a pretty good hiring. But we could got Chicago native Doc Rivers, who won a championship with the Celtics, and has taken the Clippers pretty much to the playoffs every single year with different types of teams all the time. And he's worked with a, as a front office person before. Well, a lot of teams are definitely going to be looking into hiring him. And Iguodala has now appeared in six straight NBA Finals. Nobody would have thought that when the Warriors dumped him on Memphis and then he didn't want to play a single game for Memphis and that Miami Heat would get to the final. And speaking of Miami Heat, it's the six straight decades that Pat Riley will be in the final. As a player with the Lakers, as a coach with the Lakers and the Heat and the Knicks, as an executive with the Heat. So it's a pretty interesting thing. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. Super now has appeared in the 70 most games in WNBA playoffs history. Congratulations to her. Joe Montana and his wife stopped the uh, kidnap of their grandchild who was sleeping. There was the newborn and some woman came in the house to try to take him. So that's a cool, interesting story. Now a good story is Mark Cuban. Picked up Delonte West off the street in Texas and it's just, and enrolled him in a rehab. He had, there have been photos of him being homeless and battling mental health issues over the past couple of years, but nobody's really stepped in or done anything. There there was a post of people that picked him up and were making fun of him, taking videos and whatnot instead of actually helping him. So kudos to Mark Cuban to take it upon himself to pick him up, get him into rehab, and help help him hopefully get his life sorted out. Because I always say to myself, man, Delonte West, he's probably good enough to still play in the league, but he'd be great for the big three. Jordan Reed, unfortunately, is going to be out six to eight weeks for the 49ers. The dude has battled concussions. This time it's a knee problem. They're already missing George Kittle, so now they've lost their other tight end. That's not good. The Titans have had eight players who had a COVID test, 
So they're going to move the game most likely to Monday or Tuesday instead of this weekend. That's the first time we got a team with a cluster of COVID tests. There have been some players scattered here and there, but it's the first time it's a lot of them. Now, recipes to former Major League outfielder Jay Johnson, passed away 74. He played for the Angels, the White Sox, the Yates, the Phillies, the Yankees, the Padres, the Dodgers, and the Cubs. He was a two-time World Series champ with the Dodgers and the Yankees. He also was the radio commentator for the Yankees and Phil. He appeared in the movie Naked Gun, where he was batting right, even though he was a left-handed hitter. He unfortunately passed away due to COVID complications. I have a bunch of his baseball cards, especially on the White Sox and the Yankees. Rest in peace to you, Jay Johnstone. And the WNBA announced their all-defensive team with Alicia Clark getting first-team all-defense. She really deserved it this year. The most improved player, Bettina Laney, got it. Brianna Turner, Alyssa Thomas, who I mentioned going up in the postseason record books, and Elizabeth Williams. Second team was Brianna Stewart, my favorite WNBA player, Nafisia Collar, Ariel Atkins, Brittany Sykes, and Asia Wilson, who just won MVP. The one thing I have a question, though, is how did the Defensive Player of the Year not make the uh, you know all defensive player of the year. If you're the best player defensively all season long, why aren't you making the thing? That is just a head scratcher there. Now Mahomes had and his wife are uh, future wife. There's you know fiance expecting a baby. Congratulations to him. Unfortunately, the Bears who just signed Tariq Cohen to that multi-year extension, he has torn his ACL and he's gonna be out for the year. That's not good for the Bears. Rest in peace to Helen Reddy, the 78 year old. Pop singer who's saying, I am a woman, rest in peace to her. Now, this week, just in terms of football news, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the Packers are all 3-0. I can see that going into the season. Titans are also 3-0, which I didn't see going into the season. And the Vikings are 0-3. That is something I did not see going into the season, but I kind of saw it coming when they lost a lot of key defensive players and their number one receiver and some offensive linemen, let's say. So they lost a bunch of players overall through free agency and trade. But they try to fill the holes with a lot of drafting of players, but without regular OTAs, training camp, and preseason, they really can't get everybody in and get in a groove and be in a system. So that's what I'm getting is like, yep, I knew that they're gonna have they're gonna struggle because a lot of their players are inexperienced. Now the Giants can't even beat the 49ers despite the fact that Nick Mullins started. Their top two running backs were out, as I just said, Greg, uh, George Kittle and their backup tight end Jordan Reed got hurt. They're also missing at least two to three receivers on their team as well due to injury. Boza and Salman Thomas are out for the year. Richard Sherman's out. So, again, they're missing skill players, offensive linemen, defensive players, and their starting quarterback, and the Giants couldn't do absolutely nothing. And as a Giants fan, I'm just like, can't really panic. I didn't think they were going to be good. But what is Joe Judge going to do with the talent he has, which is Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, and I know we did. I know the team lost Saquon Barkley, but you got to figure out what you're gonna do with Daniel Jones going forward. Are you gonna have to hit a factory? If you're gonna hit a reset in a couple of years, or what? Because that defense is just horrible, and they gotta they gotta fix that out. The Eagles, though, I'm surprised that they're 0-2, and they couldn't even beat the Bengals, who are in full rebuild mode with a horrible offensive line. Their defense is below average, and their best skill player is AJ Green, and he can't stay healthy. So of course. I thought, yeah, they're going to probably beat the Bengals. Nope, the Eagles punted the ball with less than a minute at the towards the end of overtime. They didn't want to go for a long field goal. They didn't want to try to get a couple of deacon duck plays, try to get as close as possible for an easier field goal or Hail Mary touchdown. No, they played for the tie. That's embarrassing. Now, the Panthers beat the the Chargers. Uh, you know, the Panthers are not a good team, but the Chargers are also not a great team. They're, they're having their rookie start even though there was no preseason OTAs, so he's doing the best that he can. 
and the Cardinals also, and the Cardinals have a lot of injured players as well. Now the Lions beat the Cardinals, and um, the interesting of the week that I said about the Falcons being the first team to blow 15 plus point leads in the fourth quarter, they did to the Cowboys, and as I said, they did it to the Bears this week. What you're saying? They were up 26 to 10. You know, and you're like, okay, that's cool. That's good. You know. Now you're just like, wow, the Falcons are 0-3 after this. Because the Bears, again, Mitchell Trubinsky throws an interception. The defense gives up a huge lead. They miss the field goal, and they fumbled the ball away as well. And the Fal- you think, okay, the Falcons got this wrapped up. They miss the field goal. They miss an extra point. Matt Ryan throws an interception. The Bears switch over to Nick Foles, and he throws three touchdown passes. You know, it's the fact that the Bears have their third straight 100-yard rushing game when they only had like five last year. I'm surprised that the Bears have a 100-yard rushing because you can never tell with the game plan of the head coach that they actually are doing that. So that's the thing. The Falcons, Dan Quinn, he's probably going to get fired because how many times can you blow huge leads and your defense be what your specialty is, but then, of course... Because we know the Falcons, they scored 90 plus points in three weeks in the first, and it is like how many teams could do that to, to you know score 90 points in three weeks and still be 0 and 3? That's pretty remarkably stupid and horrible there. So the Bears, they're 3 and 0. They got lucky in all three games. The Lions blew the lead. The Giants almost came back. The Bears barely hung on to that game. And then this week they're like, wow, we got to face a team who historically just completely screws it up. So that's what really happened. The Bears have been lucky so far. They're probably the most luckiest 3-0 team in football. Now, baseball news. Tim Anderson is the first White Sox player with three plus hits in his first game of MLB postseason since Rudy Law. Now, here are the transactions from this past week with the season ending. Dakota Hudson has been placed on a 45-day DL for the Cardinals, and he's going to be out for the year because he's going to have Tommy John surgery. So you probably won't see him at all next year because of, A, how late this it is in the calendar year. It's at the end of September that he's getting it at the surgery. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe in October. And the fact that the season went late, so these guys don't know these decisions when they could have made them earlier. Daniel Megden has been officially outrighted off the of the A's roster. They said, "Yeah, we're not going to use him." Scott Oberg is going to have surgery. The Rockies are probably not going to see him back at all next year, so their closure's done. Conforto got injured. The Mets shut him down towards the end of the year. The White Sox officially cut Steve Chizik and Ross Deltweiler. I feel like it's a waste to lose Ross Deltweiler as a long guy in the bullpen because he actually pitched pretty well this year. Steve Chizik, man, I was disappointed with him. He did not pitch the way he's supposed to have done in his career. Cardinals have lost Carlos Martinez for the rest of the year. He's not going to be in the postseason roster. That's not good. The Twins DFA'd Homer Bailey. They're done with him. The Reds officially cut Nate Jones, so their bullpen's a little bit more weakened. The Brewers have lost Corbin Burns to DL, so he probably won't be on the postseason roster for now. And the Giants just got Jeff Samarja back this past week, but then they decided to cut him because I guess they don't want to pay him, so he's a free agent. Angels lost Red Evil to the DL, so that's another guy they lost to complete second base. The A's do get Chad Pinder back, which is good for the playoffs, so he can maybe play third base. Since Chu came back to the Rangers, and he got to play towards the weekend, and his family was in the crowd, which could be, probably be his last at bat in Texas because I don't think Texas want to pay for him, but he's still probably good enough that a team can sign him. Mariners, the reason why Shed Long didn't play the past month because he was hurt, but they've waited now to get surgery, so that's interesting. Astros have DFA Joe Beanie officially because he's injured and they need healthy bodies for the playoff. Astros also signed a Yuli Gurriel to one-year extension because they knew he could be a free agent. And with Yoran Alvarez, you know, I'm not sure what his future is going to look like with his injuries 
and Carlos Correa not being the most healthy and Altuve not staying healthy and George Springer becoming a free agent, you got to keep Yuli Gurriel. The Rockies, David Dahl, and surgery surgery, and he's probably going to miss a lot of time next year if it's going to take him a while to come back. If I were the Rockies, I would say we have Ryan Maltapia. We got Steve, we got this Hillard guy. Play the two of them in center field and play David Dahl in the outfield. If they're going to be, if let's say the, next year the DH becomes universal, you DH David Dahl. So keep the man healthy. The dude can never stay healthy. And the White Sox surprisingly got Leori Garcia back for the postseason, despite him having surgery and everybody saying he was going to be done for the year. Now in pop culture news, a man named RF Zahir is going to play Cleveland Brown moving forward in Family Guy due to the outrage of of white people playing foreigners, you know, minority people, in cartoons out of all places. And the Simpsons, they're yellow. They're not even white, so it's, it's silly. Alex Dessert is going to play Carl on The Simpsons. So that means Hank Azaria no longer will be voicing Apu, Carl. He probably won't be facing Bumble, Bumblebee Man, anybody a minority, because, God forbid, Hank Azaria, who is Jewish, and his family's from another country. He's not actually, like... Look at his name. His name is Hank Azaria. That's not an American or British name. He's he's not. You need, he's not a. His family's not from America. So and he's also Jewish. So it's like he's himself a minority, and that's where it's just like you know, I don't get this. You know, his parents are from Greece, so he's you know European and and, and Spain. So he's like Spain and European. So that's also a little bit not from here. But that there's the news there. Bob's Burgers gonna got, got renewed for two seasons for a 12th and 13th. The family got renewed for more two more seasons for their 19th and 20th season. With animation, Matt Groening and then Seth MacFarlane respectively, they can, you know, do have their people do animation from their house. You can get the, the voice actors to record from their house, send it all together, and they can film it. So that's how you get animation domination starting up now. And you're able to get these announcements of people in there. And discussed last week's Stumptown canceled and Supergirl coming to an end. So with CW just pretty much buying up all the properties. As I said, I watched the British show Dead Pixel about people play a computer game like World of Warcraft. It's okay. It's a half hour show. It's not that long. The CBS All Access show Tell Me a Story where three stories weave into one. It's only starting to get better as the thing gets together, but a lot of the episodes are boring. The Corner, I really like that show, the Canadian show that they're showing on C- on the CW, and the CW is about to show a bunch more shows this up, you know, over the next couple of months as well. Now, I was about to write a television review and go into length about the show that's on NBC because they kept showing advertisements for it. I was like, oh, good. Unlike CW, NBC's going to have a new show. And unlike the other networks who are full of reality competition shows like Dancing with the Star, American Idol, Masked Singer, Bachelorette, Amazing Race, Celebrity Big Brother, or Regular Big Brother, or Survivor, they're going to actually have something. It's called Transplant, about a man from Syria who was a doctor there, and he get, seeks refugee here, works in a restaurant. He applied to being a doctor before at the hospital, and this is Canada, this is not the United States. There's veteran actor John Hanna, who I specifically remember from being an, uh, a scientist on Age Shield, helping to build the life model decoy. And then Tor Higginson, who was in charge of the expedition on Stargate Atlantis until they killed her character off and then brought her back as a replicator. So I've seen her before. The rest of these actors, I've never seen before. I don't know any of them really before. But it's very cliche, the show. So I was about to sit down and write a review, and then I look into it. Oh, it's a Canadian show. It's been on for a year, and it's already been announced that they're going to have a second season coming. 
So my verdict on it should be canceled or renew doesn't really matter. So I watched it, and you know it's very cliche. You know he, even though he doesn't have his license here, and there's all these problems, the the head of the hospital, you know, basically goes out on a whim because I'm not gonna ruin it. But since it's already been on the air, I can ruin it in a way that a truck crashes through the uh, the, the uh, restaurant he works at, and everybody gets injured, and he's doing like field medic work where there's no rules or policy. Just do whatever you need to do to stop the bleeding, to help somebody, you know, come back to life to make sure they, you know, they're alive, to resuscitate them. You know, he, he did this, and he happened to say the head of the hospital, John Hanna, who then remembers that this was the guy who saved his life, and he goes, you know, I'm going to hire him because, you know, I need to get a second chance on life. And, of course, his underlink, you know, who's in charge, doesn't like that he's just not following the rule, you know, but he is the lead of the hospital, goes, you know, you got to be better than everybody else because you really know what you're doing. Then there's the other, you know, residents that he's working with who are new. You know, then surgeons are in the show. You know how it is. You know, nurses. And it looks like Tori Gibson plays probably the head nurse or whatever. So that's pretty interesting. And, of course, it's very typical. Dramatized thing. He figures out how to help them. Nobody else can figure out what's wrong. He's had experience treating certain things from his country because the United States, there's vaccines and whatnot. And... He has a daughter, he's a sister, he's got to take care of an apartment, he's got friends who are from the area. So it's like, you know, mostly, I like how they're keeping it straight up where he's at the hospital doing these things and not showing his home life as much. That I like. Overall, it's not a bad medical show. It's not the best medical show. It's got actors I've seen before. But yeah, if you are struggling to find new things to watch on broadcast television because you're not the person who pays for streaming and you just watch regular TV because you can always get these online for free. We know going to their website or their app, I would definitely watch Transplant. It's worthwhile. Corner, that's definitely something you watch. Tell me a story and pick Dead Pixels. Yeah. The good news, though, is Fox has a new show called Filthy Rich that just came out. I'm going to hopefully, when there's been three episodes, sit down, watch all three, record, um, you know, write my preview about it upload it and you guys can read it and then talk about it further on the podcast once i'm done with that they have a new show also that's from the world of like i could say lethal weapon or bad boys very similar where you got two different cops with two different personalities and it's got gabrielle union and jessica alba that show is on some sort of online streaming site or extra tier cable station that nobody really watches so fox jumped at the opportunity to buy the streaming rights to it because it's been on for a couple of years that i'm gonna watch soon and i'll let you know how i think that is as well because I'm also looking forward to the fact that there's going to be a sci-fi show on their network, too, that's going to be on Tuesday nights. And The Masked Singer's on Wednesday nights. And it's an animation domination's back. But yeah, in general, I'll review Filthy Rich, let you know about it, and try the uh, show that Jessica Alba and Gabriel Union's on to see if it's worthwhile. Because right now, I'm watching Dance with the Stars. There's nothing on ABC except for fun and games. You know, game, you know the game show, there isn't... Ain't gonna be anything new for a while for an ABC's. Outside of that, same thing with NBC and CBS. So there's that. Remember, all my long form articles are on Blogger Radar 4428. My website's gonna be up soon with a new domain name, and things should be fixed so that it's almost perfect that everything you could ever need from me is on there. Remember, if you go to anchor.com, you can always donate a dollar or like nine dollars to the 99 cents or 99 or whatever the pricing they have on there to help me, which will supplement my income because I need help there. You know, 
for every play on YouTube, I get money. So just play as many of my podcasts. You don't have to sit through all 30 minutes. Just play it. It's the beginning. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Rayfar4428. Look for my YouTube videos on movie reviews and observations and baseball basketball observations. With the postseason coming, I am going to do specifically a box score look at of the wild card round and the first round and combine those two together so there'll be a video up next week of the wild card round and the in the, the first round so that which is the best of five that because it's the best of three of videos besides from me watching videos on youtube of me telling the movies i've watched in general everything you ever need to find out where all my stuff is hit like or follow my facebook page at on the Ritter entertainment blog that that'll be helpful. And for those who always want to know which celebrities, you know, in the world of music, television, movie, and just famousness or sports has a birthday, check out my Facebook page every single morning. You'll see who has celebrity birthdays, who has a birthday every single day. That's where you also get news and information that I'm telling you about milestones and breaking news and things like that. They all will be on there as well. So thank you for listening to edition number 49 of On the Radar Podcast. I can't believe it. And for those who are curious, I just posted the po- my uh, my wild card round predictions. I'm going to every week for each round post predictions. So there's something that for you guys to see. And you'll eventually see my award predictions. I'm going to predict who is going to win what awards in Major League Baseball, including all the Gold Glove and Silver Slugger awards, because this year there were no All-Star game. So everything that you need is on Facebook. It's eventually all going to be on my website and in general. I got my regular podcast and all the podcasts that I do that preview sports leagues. That's on there. My YouTube videos, which are either if you want to do baseball, if you want to do movies, I got both for you. And yeah, just follow me, Radar4428. Subscribe to YouTube on the Radar. Like and follow on Facebook for On the Radar Entertainment Blog. This was episode number 49. We're almost at number 50. For Radar, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.